these four years of awful hair, to these forces of death and destruction, America and its allies will defeat you. We will defeat them. We will defeat radical Islamic terrorism, and we will not allow it to take root in our country. Not going to allow it. America great again. Join the movement. Neil A. Caruso. The Neil A. Caruso Show Podcast. Time to dream big. Informative, insightful, and valiant leadership. Telling it the way it is to make a difference. Welcome to the first daily podcast on this February 6th, 2017. Neil A. Caruso with you on the Neil A. Caruso Show podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, whether you're on iTunes, SoundCloud, NeilACaruso.com, wherever you may be. Uh, we're uh, recording this on a Monday evening, late, uh, although we will be on an earlier schedule moving forward. So you can listen on your drive home, on your drive to work, uh, whenever you're in the car or working out, whatever, whenever you may want to get your daily fill of news and politics. And we have a lot uh, in store for you this week. We'll have uh, a veteran, uh, Army veteran on the show sometime this week. Uh, talked to him today. We did a story on him. Uh, his name is Rant. He served our country proudly uh, and a whole life of service. We'll check in with him and see how he's doing this week. But um, what a Super Bowl last night. Jeez, it was a great game, probably the best game I've ever seen in my lifetime. We'll talk a little bit about the Super Bowl and, you know, Tom Brady, who, uh, like Trump, you can't count him out. And he just wins and wins and wins. Hey, like Donald Trump, like our president. So we'll get into all of that on the podcast today. I want to start with this uh, immigration uh, suspension and refugee suspension uh, because there's still so much controversy and there really shouldn't be uh, any controversy with this if people just knew what the hell it was. Um, And it's been convoluted. I really – you know, I'm going to have to blame uh, the media industry and I know I'm – I guess I'm technically a part of that. I blame them because, you know, I'm watching the coverage and I see, uh, you know, the words, quote, religious test, quote, Muslim ban. It is not a religious test. It is not a Muslim ban. And if any of these people on TV or radio actually read the law like I have, you would know that it is merely a suspension from terror nation, seven terror nations, nothing to do with the Muslim religion. And Trump today at CENTCOM in Tampa told his troops that we are going to defeat ISIS. That has been his campaign promise, one of uh, one of many on his ambitious agenda. And he said, we will defeat them. We have to. We have no choice. Isn't it great to hear a president that is that confident in our abilities as a country and that – he will make it a priority and has made it a priority to find out who these people are 
and defeat radical Islamic terrorism. Now, in order to do that, Trump has said we need to know who is in our country. And right now, under the the way the system is, anyone can come in. And, you know, thanks to this uh, liberal activist judge in Seattle and the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, or Ninth uh, District Court, excuse me, um, one of the more liberal uh, courts in the nation, this judge decides, well, we're going to put a temporary halt on this, or he felt obliged to put a stay on Trump's executive order. And now that people know, that these terrorists know that we're, we mean business under the Trump administration, they could come in now, potentially, and just come into our country and we're not – we have no extreme vetting policy in place that Trump has proposed and uh, we are not – we don't know who these people are that are coming in um, is a major problem. Now, let me give you some background because suspending immigration is nothing new. In fact, a report uh, that I saw today from the executive authority um, or titled the executive authority to exclude aliens, this comes from um, the congressional – it's a congressional report, um, congressional research service report that says that over the last five presidents combined – President Reagan, whose birthday is today, uh, I have a quote from him later. Uh, Reagan, George H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama, a combined 43 times that they suspended or altered the immigration program in any way. President Barack Hussein Obama used his authority more frequently than any of his predecessors, exercising uh, his immigration authority a total of 19 times, including uh, in Iraq suspending the refugee program for six months. Okay, and the you know hypocrisy by people on the left is unreal because you know Schumer, Senator Schumer, in uh, November 2015 told reporters that you know suspending uh, the refugee program may be necessary. In fact, here's an audio clip of Schumer. Saying, well, yeah, I mean, we do need to know who's coming into our country. Every refugee has to be vetted, and uh, they have to make sure that there is no connection whatsoever with terrorism. If there is even a doubt, they should not be admitted. Every refugee has to be vetted. If there is even a doubt, they should not be admitted. So even Senator Schumer understands very well that what President Trump did is in his constitutional authority because the role of a president is to protect Americans. The government has no authority over illegal immigrants and has no obligation to illegal immigrants. The government has a responsibility to protect United States citizens. That is what the government's role is, and the president has absolute authority over that. Now, I blame the media. I blame the educational system because if you go into a college campus, everyone thinks – even the freaking law school says that it's a Muslim ban when it is not. The seven nations that he's suspending immigration from 
only one, that being Iran, the largest state sponsor of terrorism, is within the top 10 of Muslim populist nations. Indonesia's number one. They're not banned. Okay, We're banning, or Trump signed an executive order to suspend immigration for 90 days, refugees for 120 days, except in the case of Syria, that is an indefinite suspension because we really – that whole situation there is a mess and we need to build a safe zone there for the refugees and figure out what, what we're going to do in Syria. But these other countries, Yemen, Sudan, Somalia, which doesn't have a government, none of them – communicate with the United States like every other nation in the world about who is flying internationally. They don't communicate with the United States. That's number one. Number two, they're hotbeds of terror. Okay? And ISIS is infiltrating the refugee population in Europe. We know that. The CIA, FBI, both said over the last eight years that they are coming into the the refugee populations, and the immigration population. Knowing that, why would you take a risk of people coming into the United States? Now, it's basic. Once you explain it and tell people the law is not that it has anything to do with the Muslim religion because it doesn't. Once you educate people, they understand it. In fact, there was another report that came out this week. That said that 58% or 57% Rasmussen report, uh, 57% of likely U.S. voters favor a temporary ban on refugees from Syria, Iraq, Iran, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and Yemen until the federal government can approve its ability to screen out to properly vet potential terrorists for coming here. Why would you have a system and it's temporary it's for 90 days? Now they can come in. For 90 days, you should be allowed – Honestly, even if it was longer, but he wants 90 days to develop an extreme vetting policy in place so that we can figure out who is entering the United States. To me, that's basic stuff. And once you explain it to people, they understand that. I mean I had a conversation with someone, uh, a liberal, on our pilot show for uh, our first live streaming broadcast on Sunday. Um, that's on neilacruzan.com, and we'll do a video show in addition to this podcast. And on the pilot, um, a liberal acquaintance of mine called in as we were testing uh, the broadcast, and he said um, – and he started saying, well, Trump's a bigot. He's Muslim ban, all this. And I once I explained to him that it's temporary, it is based on – terror nations that we should know who's coming into the United States and why would we take that risk? Once you explain that, what's the, what is the defense for saying that we shouldn't know who's coming into our country? There is no defense of that. And you know, there's so much hypocrisy that played Senator Schumer. Then you have the rioters, okay? UC Berkeley. They shut down free speech. If you don't agree with a liberal they just shut you down for the most part. Okay? And UC Berkeley is the 19 in 1964 was the uh, home and the origin of the free speech movement. And it's a shame what's going on on college campuses. It's a shame that people really don't understand 
what President Trump is trying to do. I believe he has good intentions. I believe that he is trying to protect Americans and putting America first. Basic policies, to him, it's not about politics. It's about common sense. And I think once people could kind of see that, um, but unfortunately, you're not going to get through to a lot of these liberals. I mean, they're they're throwing rocks at police. They're saying their own campus on a fire. It's complete anarchy. They're not protesting. They're anarchists. They're punching police. Okay? It's enough. Enough. And you're not going to get through to them, obviously, but, they're, but they are so dumb. Okay, because they don't understand the law. And if you're going to be involved in democracy, read the law. It has nothing to do with Muslims. It has nothing to do with any of that except terrorism. And we know that they, ISIS, the Islamic State, are trying to infiltrate the refugee and the immigration population. And they did so at Brussels. You saw Nice. You saw Berlin. Istanbul, and the list goes on and on. San Bernardino. The terrorist was in on a fiancé visa. This is another thing. It's a vet who's coming into our country on the visas. Okay? And that's why we need a wall, okay, for the drug cartels. The drugs are pouring in. The El Chapos of the world. And, you know, provide some sort of Security, because when you have open borders, as you see in Europe, they just walk right in. And we need to make sure that our country is secure. And the people just understand that and are educated, but education is doing a horrible job. And we'll have some stories on that, by the way, Sunday, hoping to uh, have a good report for you about college you know, complicity in these anarchists and rioting. I mean, the teachers that are throwing rocks at police at UC Berkeley. And the education is horrible because they just are complicit in this behavior because they allow, and they believe it, that it's a religious test. It's not. It's about terrorism. And you're banning, you're suspending immigration. 90 days from terror nations. Obama did it, six months, suspended an Iraqi refugee program. Nineteen times President Obama put restrictions on immigration. Forty-three over the last five presidents combined. I don't know, it's basic stuff. All right, listen, we had the Super Bowl last night, um, so let's have a little fun. We'll talk about that um, in, a mo- in a moment. We're just going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about uh, Brady and, you know, the winner that he is uh, and such a sad story with his mother too. Um, And let me just leave you with this. The polls, once again, were wrong. I'll tell you what I mean by that. And it has to do with the Super Bowl and it has to do with Trump. And we'll uh, talk about that. A lot to come. Thanks for tuning in the podcast. We're going to take a quick break. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah. Street. Pizza sounds good. 
Ballin Street? Girlin Street! <gasps> It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. He passed away at the end of 93 in 2004. And a quote that I saw today, which is fantastic, and I love quotes. Anyone that knows me, I always put uh, quotes in my office here that I'm recording this podcast. I put them up on the windowsill if I find a, uh, a good quote. And I found a good one today that I'm going to put up. Ronald Reagan said, quote, I know in my heart that man is good, that what is right will always eventually triumph, and there's purpose and worth to each and every life. The 40th president, Ronald Reagan, said that. Um, all right, so I teased this before the break. The Super Bowl, what a game. Best game that I've ever seen uh, by far. And Tom Brady, I mean, the guy is just a winner. And he has a winning mentality. And, you know, for the way I look at Tom Brady is that, think about it this way. A six-round draft pick. A skinny little nothing coming out of college. Still is, really. Um, but a skinny little nothing looked like he never even hit the weight room once. And the guy goes up to the owner, Robert Kraft, such a nice man, Robert Kraft, by the way, who said uh, earlier uh, in Super Bowl week, so that Trump actually, um, when Kraft's wife died, Trump called him once a week to talk to him. This is stuff you, know, this is stuff you really don't hear about. You know, Trump giving money to people who, um, you know, who are less fortunate, people who want to start a business, giving advice to kids. No one talks about that. These are things that uh, that don't need to be said and shouldn't be said. You know, best charity isn't spoken of. But, all right, so Brady goes up to the owner, drafted six, six round, one of the last picks, and he goes up to the owner and says, I'm the best decision <laughs> You ever made with a straight face, and and uh, Kraft uh, retold this uh, story on uh, it was an ESPN documentary a while ago. So, and you know, that I mean, people will say maybe that's arrogant. I think that just so, shows tremendous confidence in the fact that Brady, who you know is one of the last draft picks in that draft. 
comes out of there. He's definitely not the best quarterback uh, on the roster. He, in fact, they take him as a fourth uh, as a fourth quarterback, which never happens. A fourth string quarterback, and the guy is determined. The guy is motivated. He overcomes adversity. People saying he'll never make it. And you can never count the guy out. And same thing with that Super Bowl. Uh, what was it? 24 unanswered points, something like that. And he comes back. I saw the whole thing. I'm sure you guys did too. And he, you just can't count him out. Fourth quarter, they're down. It was, uh, what was it? It was 21 to 3. And he comes all the way back to win the game in the first Super Bowl overtime that we ever had. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You just can never count him out. And, you know, I, I'm laughing hysterically. Donald, uh, Donald Trump Jr. had retweeted the fact that the Wall Street Journal, I think they said, uh, according to them, there was like a 97.1 chance or 98% chance that the Falcons were going to win. This is at about halftime, maybe in the third quarter. And uh, Donald Trump Jr., sharpest attack before Brady even started that comeback, uh, he uh, tweeted, uh, where have we heard this before? And I saw today ESPN uh, in the third quarter had the Falcons uh, winning the Super Bowl, 99.6% chance. Okay, where do we hear this story before? Well, how about our president, our 45th president, Donald Trump? And, you know, now you look at Brady, they count him out, six-round draft pick, couldn't make it. That's the American dream. That's the American story, that no matter what people tell you, if you believe in yourself, anything is possible. It's one of my favorite adages. And Brady keeps quiet all year, doesn't come out until this week, that his mother— uh, Galen Brady um, has an illness. Uh, it looks like she has cancer, and um, he obviously was very emotional about it. The little kid asked him at the uh, press conference, media day, who's your hero? And he got it all choked up and said, my father. To me, that's a good guy. I know it may come across as arrogant, and people love to hate Brady. You know, because he's got it all. He's got money. He's got fame. He's the best quarterback in the league. He's got a beautiful wife. Yeah, it may be true, but he worked his, you know, what off to get to that point. And I, I think that the way things are going, we are devaluing hard work. And you should always understand that hard work pays off. Always does. And Brady worked his butt off to get to where he is. And I, you know, it pains me, and I'm sure it pains you to see someone, uh, you know, whose mother is uh, suffering like that. Anyone. Whether they're a celebrity or not. It's just terrible. And you could tell that Brady was determined and persevered through the entire season. Yeah, forget the deflate gate nonsense, because we could get into that and you know, whatever. Okay? We could that's it for a sports show. He was but listen, he was persevered. He had perseverance throughout the entire season dealing with his mother and dealing with his mother's illness. Clearly close with his family. And you have to respect that. You have to respect his winning mentality, 
He's just a winner. He gets he gets it done. And that's how his friend Trump is. And he's getting flack because he's friends with Trump. All right? I mean, back in September, he said, listen, I don't always agree with what he says. Yeah, we're friends. And he voted for Trump. Good for him. But he doesn't talk about it. It's not like these, you know, snowflakes who come out like Madonna and Ashley Judd and all these nuts that come out, uh, Meryl Streep, and have to make politics a subject. You're an entertainer. Do your job. And that's the Patriots' motto is do your job. Now, I'm a Giants fan. We beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl, so I'm good. But listen, the Patriot way of doing your job, that's what you should do. If you're an entertainer, you don't get involved in politics. I'm sorry, you just don't. Because no one is paying to see your movie or you listen to your song and also want to hear about your political views. They just don't care. We don't care. And I love Belichick today. Last thing I'll say about um, uh, the whole Brady-Belichick, I mean, five Super Bowls now. Unbelievable. Five Super Bowls, uh, Super Bowl wins, seven Super Bowls total. Four Super Bowl MVPs for Brady. And Belichick says uh, today, we're five weeks behind all the other teams for next year. He's already worried about next year. And that's the mentality, the hard work mentality, the winning mentality that Brady, Belichick, Robert Kraft, and our president have. Um, Some of the commercials yesterday, uh, we'll talk about that, I guess. Uh, There were some... Clearly political commercials, not all of them. I thought they were okay. I I thought the best one actually um, had to be with uh, Terry Bradshaw with the uh, the stain. I thought that was hysterical because when I first saw that he was on, I thought uh, when they did the – it was around halftime and you know what's coming up on halftime and you see – I saw that he had a stain there. I was like, what? What was he eating during the game? And I thought it was real. That's when you know it's a good commercial. That's when you know. Um, and then the other, you know, stupid commercials that, you know, are drawing some controversy and some attention today. Well, I guess we could – we'll talk about a couple of them that caught my eye that, you know, it's just it's frustrating. Airbnb, the We Accept advertisement. Um you know, yeah, we we accept all those people who are affected by our mean old president. Give me a break, all right? And you have the, uh, what's his name, Brian Chesky, the uh, owner of Airbnb. He says he's providing free housing to refugees and anyone not allowed in the U.S., okay? Meanwhile, okay, we have 39,500 veterans homeless every night. We have... Homeless people on the streets in New York City, San Francisco, Chicago, you name it, all over the place, Los Angeles. And we treat illegal immigrants and refugees better than we treat our own people who fought for our country, people that are on the streets. They get TVs and get put in a in a you know a nice housing complex and we are you know we have veterans who come back and fight for our country. That have PTSD and we kick them to the curb. Despicable. And, you know, really the real message of that Airbnb ad, it's, you know, yeah, we, we accept you as long as you agree with us. Because if you notice, 
any person who talks uh, out of their, you know, with their, um, you know, realm is like, you know, if an actor comes out and says, well, we need to support our president. You know, look at Scott Baio. Look at, um, you know, there are a number of cases. Morgan Freeman just came out the other day and said that. Uh, we just, we have to see how things go to support our president. If you say that, oh my god, how could you support the president? My god. Uh, what was another ad that caught my attention? Oh, the Audi commercial was interesting because the hypocrisy is unbelievable. Uh, equal pay for equal work they promote. And talking about how, you know, uh, men are superior to women and we need to change things and that... You know, as if this law hadn't been passed in 1963, equal pay for equal work. And, okay, if you want to say that women, you think women don't get treated well in the workforce, you know, there are other factors that women value in flexible hours, vacation time, they want to spend time, they want uh, maternity leave. Now, I'm all for all of these things, and I'm all for giving more maternity leave. Um, so I guess I'm more liberal on that. But uh, Audi, okay, they say this, they're all white men on their um, on their board of directors. Now, not a big deal, but if you're going to say, oh, women are treated less in the workplace and, uh, you know, women are uh, basically are uh, inferior to men and we need to change this and we need to start a conversation, look at your own company. I mean, you know, at least Trump has elevated women uh, throughout his uh, his career, the Trump organization. Uh, then the other one, and this was in the intro clip, uh, 10, uh, hair care, new present bear, uh, bad hair days ahead. The advertisement starts off by saying, we're in for at least four years of awful hair. Well, obviously that pause there, we're in for at least four years, obviously alluding to the Trump presidency. Just why do we have to be so political? Football, Super Bowl. It was a great game. I mean, that's what we should be talking about was to come back and unprecedented comeback by Tom Brady and the Patriots. And, you know, they make a whole big deal about before, you know, before the Super Bowl, only 27% of fans support uh, the Patriots and the rest hate the Patriots because Brady, Belichick, and Kraft, they support Trump. How could they? Well,. They're the champions, and Donald Trump is the president. And um, a little, little hypocrisy today to look at. And we'll talk about all these things on the podcast. All right, so before we wrap things up, uh, we will have some, a lot of veteran stories on this show. And we're going to have a U.S. Army veteran, uh, Rance uh, Mangum, just story on him if you wanted to check it out. It's on uh, my website, neilacruiser.com. And we should have him on either tomorrow's podcast or another day um, this week. Uh, Talk to him today. He's doing well. Uh, he actually went to Atlanta to see his son. His son lives uh, in Atlanta, and he saw the Super Bowl down there. So we'll talk to him about that. Probably talk a little football with him too. Um, and, you know, we'll talk about how you could get involved uh, with vets. Uh, I'm involved in a number of organizations and, um, you know, real grassroots organizations that uh, we need to support those you know, who protect us. So that's very important to me. So that's going to be a big part of our podcast. And we're going to, we're going to speak truth to power, but we're also going to speak truth. We're going to talk about 
immigration suspension. Refugee suspension. It's not a Muslim ban. Just not the fact. We're going to talk about the facts here. And we will continue this every day uh, for however long I wish to talk. <laughs> that day I talk a lot. But we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Go on to my website, neilacrystal.com. We have Sundays. We're going to do 12 noon to 1 every Sunday. We're going to be doing a live streaming show, and you can get involved. You can Skype into the show and call in with a question, a comment. We're going to have a debate. We're going to have a spirited debate. We're opening the dialogue because not only do I give my opinion, but I respect your opinions, and we need to have a better debate and dialogue surrounding uh, politics and hopefully constructive. Um, so we'll continue following everything that's going on, uh, Iran, terrorism, the economy, regulations, all of that. There's so much uh, to talk about, so much to cover, and we're going to tell the truth right here on the Neil A. Curso Show podcast. So uh, listen, we'll talk to you tomorrow because there's only so much we can get to on a podcast. I know you're probably uh, tired of the uh, of the show by now. Eh, maybe not. All right, but we'll wrap things up for today. Uh, NeilAcrystalShow.com, and we'll be back with another podcast tomorrow. Podcast Monday through Friday, Sunday show, 12 noon. Sunday, we'll be here on NeilAcrystal.com. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, We'll have a lot more for you this week. Everything you need to know, everything you want to know, just you don't want to go anywhere because we're going to tell you things that no one else talks about. And we're going to tell you the truth. Tell you everything you need to know. So get engaged. Uh, NeilAcrystal.com. And we'll talk to you every day, Monday through Friday. Talk to you tomorrow, folks.